Welcome to another edition of Smells Like Hope, the podcast dedicated to shining the light on drug and alcohol addiction. I am your host, Rob Wilds. I'm a 20-year professional wrestling veteran, and I'm also an addict. Joined, of course, by my co-host, the lovely and talented Chris Casanova. We intend to show you a better road, a better way, help guide you to hope. Well, hey, everybody, it's Rob coming at you. Um, Just Rob today, no Chris, no guests, and you know, uh, to quote Bill Burr, I'm just checking in on you, just checking in on you to see how you are doing. I know it's been a little bit of time since we've talked last. I've actually gotten a few emails from people who were concerned, checking in on how I'm doing, and I'm happy to report that I'm still doing very well. Um, As of recording this right now, I am 10 days away from hitting my two-and-a-half-year sobriety mark. So I'm pretty darn psyched about that. So uh, I'll just ask you a question since we haven't talked for a while, and then I'll give you a second to answer it and uh, answer it out loud. Let me hear you. How are you doing? How long have you been clean? Wow, congratulations. That's absolutely fantastic. So what I've been doing is, it's interesting. I've been getting a lot of people in some of these Facebook groups and on emails who are asking me to dispel a lot of the myths about a drug court. After listening to the last interview I did with the great Duke the Dumpster Drosy. You'll remember that he talked about he's now retired from wrestling and he has gone through drug court and now works for a drug court. The whole point of the Smells Like Hope podcast is to share the stories, the, the hardships that we've all been through. And we all know the stories It's no different for me than it is for you, than it is for them. But hearing the darkness means you can relate to them. You know they're talking your language. They're not just blowing smoke up your ass. And the benefit of that is when they share with you then their victories. The good things that have happened for them from getting sober that should, that is intended to inspire hope in you because hope is a very important thing. And you could be a sobriety warrior and you could just be out there crushing it, but it doesn't matter who you are or how long you've been clean. Every now and again, you still need a fresh injection of hope. And even myself, you know, the last podcast that I did with Duke. He injected me with a lot of personal hope for think for good things that can come for me in my life. And um I really expressed that to him off the air just to let him know that his words carry weight. 
just as all of our words carry weight with one another. You should always be looking at somebody who has more than you from sobriety, who has things that you want. And then you ask them, how do you get it? And unless they're just a complete raging asshole, they are going to be happy to tell you. Because that's what we do. The only way to keep it is by giving it away. And I know I've hit on this a few times in the past. A friend of mine has recently uh, relapsed. That was only for two days. And she got back a hold of it. And she climbed back on the wagon. But she felt so bad about it. And I just wanted to hug her. But, you know, she's in California. <laughs> and I'm in Pennsylvania. But I just, just a part of this sickness, it is a disease of relapse. It happens. Some are very fortunate. And it will never happen to them. And, you know, good on them. But for most of us, it's going to happen. Punishing yourself and beating the hell out of yourself is not going to do you or your family or anybody around you any good. All you're going to do is push yourself into yet another relapse. It happens. It does happen. Now, this is not me giving you permission to go out and use, oh, well, Rob said that we relapse, so, you know, fuck it. Let's just, no, no. That's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that if it does happen to you, what's important is not whether or not it happens. What's important is how you deal with it when it does happen. Excuse me. Been doing a lot of physical labor tonight. So I'm just absolutely parched. Gotta love that iced tea. So... I, I just, and I know I've said that before, and I know Duke has said it, and I know other people I've interviewed have said it, and it's true. Doesn't mean it hurts any less when it does happen, but that's okay. People are there for you. One thing you have to remember is that nobody, nobody has all the answers on how to walk down this road. It's a it's a pretty gravelly, slippery road with a lot of potholes in it. But that's why we have the we. That's why we have sponsors, home groups, the apps on your phone to tell you whenever there's a meeting, wherever there's a meeting. There's always a better way. So, But let me tell you what I've been uh, doing here these past few weeks. I have been, oh, you know, I, I, I don't know if I mentioned this or not. I'm having a little bit of a brain fart. Yeah, drug court. Um, there's just, it occurs to me, when I went into drug court, I didn't even know what the hell drug court was. It was a foreign concept to me. But there's a lot of people who have been asking me to give them some details and some facts about drug court because... All the people they know who are, by the way, still using are telling them, oh, don't do drug court. It's a trap and it's a setup and blah, blah, blah. And it's basically just 
That line of jargon, man, that's just misery loves company. That's all that is. So rather than me sit here and tell you all about what drug court is and all the good things that it's done, and I'll tell you all the good things it's done for my life, but rather than me try to be the spokesman, so to speak, for drug court, I'm going to actually put together a three-part series that's going to be called The Facts and Truth About Drug Court, where I'm actually going to get people from the inside. I'm going to get probation officers. I'm going to get JRS, uh, justice-related services uh, professionals, to get on here. And we need to start breaking cliches. We need to start, we need to stop with the misinformation because unless they've been through it, what the fuck do they know? And who are they to tell you that it's a set of, let me tell you something, drug court might very well save your life. The whole intention for it is to keep you out of prison and to set forth rules and standards that you have to adhere to for a couple of years to keep yourself out of prison that will change your mindset, that will save your life. It's really a brilliant thing because you got to remember there was a time when you get so many arrests and you're just done. You're going to prison and that's just how it is. So there's another option out there. So when people are telling you or anybody you know, Drug courts are set up. Drug courts a bad move, blah, blah. Turn them on to the next couple of podcasts that we're going to do. Hell, turn them on to all of my podcasts. <laughs> Let's get them on the Smells Like Hope train. But we're going to get people who are going to give you the real story, the real facts. They have absolutely no reason to lie to you, just as I don't, because lying to you isn't going to save you. It's just going to help to kill you faster. And who the hell wants to do that? Well, I mean, besides other addicts, but I'm on a mission. It's it's what saving you, helping you, even just kind of pointing you in a different direction is what I want to do. And it spills out so far past this podcast, I'm forever out there trying to help whoever asks for it. Whoever seems like they might need it i'll at least offer it you know one of my oldest friends out in california finally confided in me uh the other day on facebook messenger that he has been taking norcos uh for the past 10 years now and he's heavily addicted to them and he can't wake up without being angry and getting sick without them. He said, I only take, you know, three a day. I said, yeah, but how many milligrams? And he wouldn't answer that. But what I did do was go online and find some rehab centers in his area. And we just have been talking about it lately. And he took the first step. He actually out loud said to somebody else, that he has a problem and he wants to help. And as we all know, we have to admit to ourselves that we're powerless, right? Surely you have. And if not, 
if you're somebody who is is still in active use and listening to my voice right now, give it a try. There's a a great uh, slogan in recovery that I'm a big fan of. They say, you know, get clean, get healthy, do it for a year. What do you have to lose? If after a year you don't like it, we'll refund your misery. You can have it all back. But hopefully in that year you'll have learned a lot and you'll say, fuck that misery. <laughs> so, yeah, that's pretty I mean, Like this was a very impromptu podcast, which is why it's not going to be very long. Like I said, I'm just checking in on you. Just wanted to see how you're doing. We all need to check in on each other a lot. To those of you who have contacted me on Facebook and on the, the email. And for those of you who don't know it, it's WrestleShoot. WrestleShoot is one word. So it's WrestleShoot and the number one. WrestleShoot1 at Gmail. Feel free to shoot me a line. Send me out a message of your success. I won't bust you out. I won't say your name. But give me something I can share with people. Because after all, you fought your ass off to get where you are right now. If you're in recovery, you have fought to stay clean up till this point. But you also got to remember that there are people out there who are still suffering, who haven't quite figured out what they should do yet. And maybe your story will help. Maybe somebody has recently relapsed and your story will help. Maybe your story will help me and give me more inspiration. I deserve a little inspiration, don't I? Sure, sure. <laughs> Oh, it's been a day. My everything is sore. As I've mentioned on WrestleShoot a few times, I'm getting ready, hopefully by next spring, to leave Pittsburgh to go to the land of no winter, Tampa, Florida, where I will never have to shovel a driveway ever again. Oh, that would be great. And I know, I know, it's humid. I get it. It rains really hard. There's cool electrical storms. I get it. I lived in Texas for five years. And then again for like a year. So I'm familiar with that. But I'll tell you, I would much rather be a little sweaty than all the way frozen. <laughs> Pittsburgh gets cold in the winter, Jack. And for those of you out there who also listen to the Wrestle Shoot podcast, we've got some pretty exciting things coming up here in the near future for interviews. Uh, we've been talking to Chris Geyer, the POD, Pissed Off Dwarf. We've been talking to the Nasty Boys, Brian Knobs. Um, trying to get a hold of uh, Bushwhacker Luke. We've got old MJ himself, Marty Gennetti, ready to pop on. So... That proves to be interesting. And hopefully this drug court podcast, even if it's not helpful to you, it's always fun to learn something new, right? 
to kind of learn what other aspects are available to people in the world of sobriety that you just might not be aware of. That's always cool. So I know this is a very short one, and, you know, we do them short. Sometimes they go long. Sometimes they stay short. But as I said, I wasn't really planning on doing this tonight. I just saw a couple of emails and thought it, it wouldn't be a bad thing you know, to reach out to everybody and say hello and check in on them and see how they're doing, tell them how I'm doing, all that hand-in-hand -hand road to recovery stuff. <laughs> I love it. It, 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 it. This This whole recovery thing is very exciting to me. So, if you are looking for help, there is help to be got. It's everywhere. You just haven't looked for it yet. Bravery resides in every heart. May yours be fierce and clear. May the road open up and the sun shine for you. For all of you who are still on that road to recovery, keep those eyes open. You will find somebody who needs help. And it's so good to help others. If nobody has told you lately, I love you. You are worth it. You deserve all good things and you can have them. I look back like when I was using and I was and I was using bad. I mean, it was a lot of cocaine was going through my system. How I didn't die from it is beyond me. Clearly, I still have a reason. But when it was happening, I thought or I lied to myself, at least, and said I was happy. I wasn't happy. I was miserable. I look back on it now and it's just entirely obvious how miserable I was. But nobody reached out. Nobody tried to help me. It took me asking for God's help and getting a really, really quick response to get my kick in the ass in the right direction. And, you know, I went to rehab convinced I was going to prison for the legals I was facing before I heard about drug court. So I figured I'm going to go to prison sober because trying to chase coke out there on the streets, that sucked enough. Trying to do it inside prison would be a nightmare. And I was just done with that life. I, just, I was just done. And I'm still done. And I'm grateful. And I'm grateful to all of you out there who have been so supportive of me getting and staying clean, who have been supportive of the Smells Like Hope podcast. Just in general, it's all been awesome. And... I try to take everything out on a high note. But I don't think we need to this time. I think this time around, we just had a good little opportunity for us to sit down and catch up a little bit. I've missed you. And uh, I'm not going to stay gone so long next time. Chris, my, my old hetero life mate, Chris Casanova, he'll be coming on when he can. He's very, very busy right now with his own business. And um, 
We're going to be back in touch very soon. So in closing, for those of you out in Texas, out in Austin or San Antonio or the surrounding areas, if you're in the market for a home, I'm going to share some info with you that might take you a long way. And until next time, everybody else, I'll see you soon. Are you in the market for a new home in Austin, San Antonio, San Marcos, and the surrounding areas? Have you had bad experiences with realtors who work just hard enough to get that commission? Correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't your realtor supposed to be looking out for your best interest and getting you the best deal possible? Well, friends, listen up. Chris Ward is that realtor, and I speak from personal experience. He's going to fight to get you into your dream home at your budget. He's always going to be 100% with you. And he'll get the answers to those confusing questions that go along with buying a home. It won't cost you a thing to give him a call and get the ball rolling for you. And sellers, he'll work just as hard for you, protecting you from predator buyers, lowballers, and scam artists. Give him a call at 512-618-5110 or check him out online at chriswardrealestate.net. Again, 512-618-5110 chriswardrealestate.net